Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Audio Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real-time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid, Red Florence. It's going to be the funniest show ever because I'm all about the comedy and the money, money. baby. And his partner, Fela Tapendo Stevenson. From Mexico City to Beef Community Centre, I've got stories that are going to blow your mind. Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. It is me, Rab Florence, still currently. Uh, one of the co-hosts of Wrestling Daft, unless another big gig comes along mm. that uh, steals me away. And yep. I'm joined, of course, by my co-host, Gredo. Uh, he's my co-host. I'm his co-host. We love hosting things together, didn't we, Gredo? Aye, it's good fun, man. We have a rare tear. I, like, I actually I think we've got a good cam- uh, camaraderie together. There's something about us, Gredo, that's just... I mean, what, what do we hear all the time? People that aren't even into wrestling, they're not even into wrestling, and they listen to Wrestling Daft. Why? Because me and you, me and you, my man, me and you, amazing. And I, as you, you say, you think it would need... work with other stuff. Aye, like if we did, if we chatted about boats or I present a show about boats or a show about I don't know, like cooking, catering, cooking. I like you know. Do you think people cooking daft? You know, games daft. I don't know whatever. Do you right. think it would be? I think it would be successful. I think if we put our mind to it, um, we we could we could rule the roost. We could rule the roost, mate. Uh, have you been up to anything interesting, Gredo? Uh, what have I been doing, man? I've been doing radio. I've been looking after my birds, feathers, dogs. Hold um, on, breakfast radio presenter. I mean, that's that's quite hardcore presenting. That's that's top notch presenting, mate. It's aye. Well, I'm getting used to it. I've been in the door now for about eighteen months. So I'm getting there, Rob. You eighteen months now, Gredo. Oh, we started. We launched in April, twenty twenty, during the pandemic. Do you know the first night? Did, did you ever hear about the first night? Sorry to interject you... here, but I am brilliant at reading auto cues. Sorry, carry on, Gredo. <laughs> carry on, Gredo. I, I, so see, the first night they launched Go Radio, do you know what they done? Because we couldn't get into a studio, they had to pre-record it the night before. And so they, so we started... You're breaking radio kayfabe here, by the way. Aye, maybe I shouldn't have... Who cares? It's fine now. We're live now, but what we've done was we pre-recorded the night before. But we started at 6 o'clock at night, and I was doing it with two folk that I, never, I didn't really know. Anyway, we, th- we thought it would only take a couple of hours. Of course, somebody's mic never worked. Somebody's computer crashed. Um, I ended up, I ended up having to get a, a mic delivered to my house. It was an absolute nightmare. And w- what happened in the end up was we recorded the full night. Do you know we f- we stopped recording, and we got the show done 
by 10 to 6, 10 minutes before it was meant to go in air. We, we, we recorded for 12 hours. I, I fell asleep for an hour. They, they were going to have to send somebody to come to Stevenson to wake me up because I fell asleep while we were recording. They had to, they had to, um, basically, oh, this is a boring story, but aye, it was. Edo, don't you ever say that again. Your stories are brilliant. Aye, but that one is, that one I was that, that, but anyway, we, we didn't issue do right after that because it just didn't work at all. She tried to come, I mean, I, I didn't really know the other presenters and we were having to talk about Little Mix and Love Island and that, but I never really kind of knew them, but I know them now and it's good fun. See, after the chat last week about Kenny Omega... Oh, that was a terrible story. John, go away, cut that down. That was a terrible story. Grado, it was good. Listen, don't... Cut that off. That's the kind of story that would fly really well on a Channel 4 or... I loved it, mate. (laughs) After the chat last week about Kenny Omega looking like former Celtic striker Georgie Cadete, Ryan's pointed out that actually he was in right said Fred. Kenny Omega was in right said Fred. Uh, Google image at right now. John, I am not fucking telling people any more today. Google image searches on a podcast. People listen to podcasts when they're driving and all It's worth it, though, because the guy who's not... It was it Fred? I don't know. Was it Fred and we're brothers, weren't they? The guy who has any of the any of the baldy ones. Any of the baldy ones. Like Kenny Omega. He does. I'm like, I don't think he does. Here's an interesting thing. Did you know that CZZ Top? Uh-huh. There's a guy in ZZ Top, right? And his name is Frank Beard. And yeah. he's the member of ZZ Top that hasn't got a beard. Oh, that's quite interesting. And his name what? is Frank Beard. But who passed away? Someone in this though. Right. See, right said Fred. Uh-huh. See the guy that looks like Kenny Omega? Yeah. His name is Frank Bald. <laughs> no! No, isn't he? I've just looked up, right said Fred. Indeed, it was Fred Fairbrass, who was the, the main man, who was right said Fred. And his brother, <laughs> well, I knew they were brothers, Richard Fairbrass. And I'm guessing, past members are wrote down here, I'm guessing this guy who looks like Kenny Omega is called Ray Weston, who is actually from Scotland. Don't wow. trample on my joke like that again with facts, John. <laughs> that was disgraceful. John, wrap up the out there. And Craig Fairbrass, members of Right Said Fred, or as they should be called these days, Right Wing Said Fred. <laughs> oh, really? Go on for it, man. I'm on file on it. Sean says... You are, man. Sean this says, is good fun. New merch for the gimmick table. Margaret, where's the fiend? <laughs> I like it, Margaret, where's the fiend? There's only one Tony can remember. Listen, I need to say something here. The Fiend, right, released by the WWE, and then I was in bed with my wife a few nights ago, right, and I was clattering about, right, outside, like something was rattling about in the bins, and I went out to see what it was, and The Fiend was out at my bins. He was clattering about. I was like, what are you you fucking doing? At the bins, not that? No, he doesn't talk, not that. So he just kind of stared at me and he put his arms up and stuff, but he was holding like a fish fingers box, like an empty fish fingers box. <laughs> I think he's just been looking for some food or something. I don't know what it is, but I'll keep it. I'm going to keep an eye out for the fiend. <laughs> uh, thanks to Paul, who's dug out Dave Meltzer reviews of Grado matches after the discussion last week. Dave Meltzer, who oh. does the Dave Meltzer likes to give you five star reviews. Let's see these reviews. TNA Bound for Glory 16, uh, 2016. October 2nd, 2016. Matches Eli Drake. Defeated, well, this looks like it was a battle royal here. It was a battle royal. Um, Grado was in this battle royal, and the rating was half a star. Uh, so, well, that's that's, that's probably the best. good, Grado. That's the best rating I got, and I was in the match for four seconds. TNA Slammiversary, June the 12th, 2016. Baron Dax and Basil Baraka. 
defeated by pinfall, Grado, and who's that? Mahabali Shira. Mahabali Shira. Uh, no relation to Alan Shearer, do I think? <laughs> Dud. Dud. TNA, what, fuck you, Dave Meltzer. No way, Gradle's a dud. TNA one night only live, January the 8th, 2016. <laughs> this is the infamous Monsters Ball. No, this isn't This is the one that was actually good. Oh, really? Abyss defeated Grado in the match that was actually good. Rating <laughs> dud. <laughs> Thank you to uh, Paul for digging that out. Don't you, Paul, don't you ever dig out something like that again. <laughs> Makes my mate Gredo feel bad about himself. Karate Warrior 2 says, boys, I've been thinking about these BWF bootleg wrestler shows. If you were booked on them, which wrestlers would you be kidding on to be? Dale Brown. I've always thought I looked like Dale Brown ever since I was in primary seven. I actually quite liked Dale. He was one of the first ever wrestlers that I get right into. I think I could pull his physique off and I'm good at Danny's walk. I would be, I think, um, I think I would be probably Dude. Roman Reigns, I think. <laughs> I'm fucking laughing at What are you laughing at? No, it's just because I've always said, right, that see Rab. I look a bit like a Samoan. No, no. I, I, see if you watch Burnison back. There is nobody funnier in the world with a wig on than Rav Lawrence. Every <laughs> wig that he ever puts on is the funniest fucking hang ever. And now I've just got the vision with the long hair. Long hair, man. It's, cra- you it's know a crack. It would be brilliant to see me dressed up as Roman Reigns. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think I should dress up as Roman Reigns for Halloween? Aye, because you know what? No, and no, I've always wanted to. I mean, Jester, I've always wanted today that Jester goes out as the Undertaker. And I go as Paul Bearer. Oh, that'd be good. That would be good, wouldn't it? That would be good. We should. I've got the chin for him. What? No, seeing the run up to Halloween, we should do the show in costume. Well, do you know what? Why don't we? You know what we were talking about doing the live show. Why don't oh. we have? There's a Halloween. shout. Oh. Why don't we call it Halloween Havoc or something like that? Oh, that's good. That's, that's good, good, isn't it? We have a live show and we call it Halloween Havoc. And we encourage everybody to come. And all the punters have to come dressed. And we'll have a dress competition. That is well. a great idea. And I'll dress up as Roman Reigns. Uh, you dress as Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell you what, Halloween's a Sunday night as well. What? Whoa. I wonder if there's, there's, maybe, there's maybe a pay-per-view, no? There's maybe a pay-per-view on. Oh, oh, we need to get that sorted, boys. This could be good. This is exciting, and it's just it's happened organically on the show because Gredo somehow doesn't think I look like Roman Reigns. I'm going to prove him <laughs> wrong on the night. John, who would you go as? Who would oh, I go? Who as? could you be good at? Yeah, I go as Kane because that I just would. Oh, that would be funny. You that could go fun. as Zach Gowan. Do you remember him, John? <laughs> Zach Gowan. Who's was that? The who was that? He's got the guy with with one leg. Oh God! I, the guy that did the top rope stuff. Yeah. I, so he was amazing, like, by the way. He was amazing. Uh, he, he was like Hulk Hogan at one point. Do you know who you, you know who you could go as? You could go on as that wee funny man that's on um, the the pre shows. He's he's quite a big radio host in New York, oh, and he has Sam Roberts. I'd like to see you as Buff Bagwell, John, like with <laughs> a top hat and all that. I'll do that. Oh, this would be great, man. Wait okay, so oh, that would be perfect. You go as uh, I'll go as Kane, Rab goes as the Undertaker, 
You go. Oh, yeah, he's going to but, right, but listen, but then but see how this is. Get toll on as a guest, so we could do CM Punk again. Aye, that would be brilliant. And yeah. do you know, do you know what we need to do as well? But we need to lay down the rules, right? That if you're coming to the show and you're wrestling, sorry, and you're dressed up as a wrestler that wears trunks, you can't wear a t-shirt. So everybody's going to get their bellies out. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Well, you can arrive in a t-shirt, but when the show's on, you need to be. You need to when when the show starts. You know, if you're Batista, you need to take off your tap. <laughs> you know and what I mean? Day the fa- and anybody wants to be in the fancy dress costume, they need to come up and do the entrance poses. <laughs> oh, I that's that with the entrance. Oh, do you know what we should also do? I'm just we're, we're spitballing here. We should do a draw with the listeners, so we draw out who who goes as who because you didn't. Is everyone will just turn up as the Undertaker? Otherwise, what I do? Ultimate draw. Warrior, and all that. How Aye. funny would that be though? If everybody, if it was about twenty Undertakers, that would also be funny though. <laughs> I think it's good. I don't think the listeners would order it. I think the listeners would dress up as some really obscure ones. I bet you somebody would dress up as Bingo Bash. (laughs) 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 Just moving on for that. Bronze Cello sent us this. It's the price list of SummerSlam video chats with the wrestlers. Uh, So you can have a video chat with Big E for $199. Now, I'm I'm going to... Don't look at this prices, Grado. Right. Are we doing the up-down thing? Yeah, let's do a wee up down things, right? So first of all, right, higher or lower Bruce's prices, yeah. right? That kind of shit. Biggie is one hundred ninety nine dollars, okay? Right. These are two minute chats. The Miz is the Miz higher or lower than Biggie? I'm going to say the Miz ten years ago would be higher, but I'm going to say he's lower than Biggie. The big, the Miz is ding 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 ding. He's the same as Biggie, right. one hundred ninety nine dollars. Only Seth Rollins now. Is Seth Rollins higher? Higher. Ding! $299. Nice. Now, on to the women's champion, Bianca Belair. Oh, she's... lower than Seth Rollins? I would say she's going to, she's going to be the same. Uh, lower than Seth Rollins at $199. Mm. Now, Adam Cole. Is Adam Cole higher or lower? Oh, Sorry. Finn Balor. Is Finn Balor higher or lower than Bianca Belair at one nine nine? I'd say recently he's got some stock. He's wrestling Roman Reigns. I'm going to say he's higher. Eh, Finn Balor is the same. $199. Right. What about Adam Cole? Adam he's got to be lower. Higher or lower than Finn Balor. Ding! He is lower at $149. And oh, that's a bit already, isn't it? Finally, Alexa Bliss. Higher oh, she's the man. Oh. And Adam Cole. Ah, that's higher. Ding, higher or lower than Bianca Belair? <laughs> Alexa Bliss, higher or lower than uh, Bianca Belair on one nine nine. She's got to be higher. Ding, higher or lower than Seth Rollins at two nine nine? She's uh, still Bianca Belair or Alexa Bliss? No, this is Alexa Bliss. <laughs> I'd say it's um, probably, she's probably lower than Roman uh, Seth Rollins. Eh, she what? is higher than Seth Rollins. She has $399 for a two-minute chat with Alexa Bliss. And That's Rollins. amazing, isn't it? Hey, Absham sent the following. By the way, just wanted another wee cheap plug. Um, yeah. <clears throat> thanks to the, th- the three people that um, bought a cameo this week. Uh, really appreciate it. Thanks to Steve, the Elvis impersonator. impersonator. He he bought one. Um, and there's a couple of listeners that go um, surprise cameos for their um, other halves. So I kind of stooge their birds into it. But um, thank, thanks for that. 
Here's a question that came in for <laughs> Absham. Here's a question that came in for Absham. I'm very positive tonight. He says, hello. This is his voice, right? Hello, John, Rob, and Grado. Hope you don't mind me calling you Rob, Rob. I have a question for Grado, so John and Rob, you can fuck off. It might not be a question he wants to answer, but here goes. If Grado was offered a contract with WWE NXT, would he take it? I know the obvious answer is yes, but considering the following he has amassed and the freedom he currently has with his wrestling career, there is a risk he will lose a lot of that if he signed with the WWE. Would Grado be willing to take the risk? Well, Grado. <laughs> Uh, well, it would never ever happen. It's never ever going to happen. If it was ever going to happen, it would have happened a couple of years ago. I reckon. Just when I, I mean, I've only ever had really one sort of contact with him, and it was five years ago when I went out to to meet um, Prince Albert and Fergal. I've told you something. No. No, I didn't ever tell you that. It was a chat about Dusty. I remember you said something about. Uh, Dusty. That was just that was that night. So it was my first, I'd, in fact, it was my second time going out for TNA, Florida tapings. Fergal says, come on and meet uh, Prince Albert. And obviously Prince Albert was running the show at the time. We went out for dinner and I'm showing all my stuff. And he was like, this is fucking brilliant. And he was like, this is, this is minted. He says, Dusty Rhodes would fucking love you. Triple H would hate you. And, you know, he asked me, what's, what's your contract with TNA? And I was like, I think it's, a year in January, but it might be less. And he was like, try and find out, blah, 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 blah. And I actually got a wee bit of heat for it because when, after the dinner we had, I got dragged back off at the TNA hotel and you've got like Mike Tenet, JB, <laughs> oh, these are all sitting there and I'm coming out this big monster truck hang with, with Prince Albert and Fergal Devitt. <laughs> and then even worse than that, the next day, because I was flying home the next day, they took me to the performance centre and showed me around the performance centre and they gave me a thingy, they gave me a, would you call it, property of WWE t-shirt and I wore it here in the plane. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and I remember, and I remember speaking to Sean Noam and I went, boys mate, I goes, I'm telling you, he'll get, they'll get us in, they'll get us in. Of course, Dusty Rhodes passed no long after that um, and that never ever came yet, but that was the closest thing. Which is not even really a thing, but it's a it's a it's a good wee story because I got into the performance center and it was uh, I don't even think uh, Charlotte had no uh, Charlotte Flair Charlotte Flair hadn't debuted yet, um so she I I specifically remember her and uh, what do you call her that just turned to you a year ago the woman wrestler what do you call her again Bailey ba Bailey Bailey was in the ring and somebody else and I can't quite remember. And I just remember them knowing me for ICW. You were like, ah, ICW looks brilliant. Which, which surprised me because I didn't actually think, although Ric Flair, that was Ric Flair's daughter, she knew everything about ICW. Probably had a look today with the fact that she went out with Bram. I don't know if folk know that. If, if that's a common, is that a common knowledge thing? I, 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 I think it is. I. Um, so I, I remember that and being, being shown about the performance center and stuff like that. So, but anyway, so would I, would I want to be in NXT? Of course, everybody, every wrestler wants to wrestle for the WWE, even if it's just once, even if it's a dark match, even if it's anything. Although I was, I, I suppose I can probably tell my story about, remember, uh, being booked for Survivor Series last year? 
Yeah, he's yeah, 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 yeah. Remember that? Tell that, tell that, tell that one. I tell that one. Tell that one, Beedle, tell that one. Fucking, oh my God, I mean, so, got some message for GB. I'm being serious, WWE are going to call you right now. And I'm like, you're fucking kidding me, man. What are you talking about? He says, I think it's got something to do today with .com. So, and honestly, about five minutes later, I get a phone call for America, the old Connecticut thing. With, you know what I mean? The Connecticut, Stanford, Connecticut. And that's a pop, man. That was a pop. Because I remember Noam telling me about the time he got a phone call for Regal. And it just made his day, like, getting a, a phone call for, for America, mm-hmm. since Stanford. And, hey, Grado, we want you um, to be... Um, they basically asked me to, to comment, like, be on the, uh, what do you call it, the watch-along? The WWE watch-along. And they said, you know... All I needed to have was a was a mic. It was Survivor Series. I think I can't remember who Drew was wrestling. It was it, it was Survivor Series, I'm wasn't it? Survivor Series. Oh, it was yeah, Survivor yeah, Series. Yeah. Um, and she says, "Look, you, you're going to be on the bump. You'll be brilliant. We've had a look at your stuff. All this kind of carry on." She says, "As long as you get a camera and as long as you've got your mic, you'll be brand new." Goes brilliant. She says, "I just need to run a couple of things, and I'll send you in. Like I'll send you out the contract." <laughs> right? What are you doing? So the next day, I get an e- email. WWE contract. I mean, although it was for an online thing, I still got a buzz at that. I really, really Aye. did. Yeah. And you get the contract, WWE. Hey, and we're paying no bad amount of money just for the for the one shift. Right, tell us, tell us, tell us. Oh, dear, should I? Well, I'm sure it was. Up, I'm sure up. it was about a grand. No, sure no. it was a grand just to sit and comment it and It might not be that there'll be some NXT UK guys listening to us going, you're a fucking arse, you never get offered a grand. But I'm sure it was a thousand dollars. I could be I need to go back and look at it. Anyway, so I'm telling my brother and all this and that. I'm about for survival series. You told us, you told us, you told us. <laughs> told you. <laughs> told you. And uh own I think it was the day before. I mean I was pumped for this man, I was like that. I was going to go, I was going, to, I, I, don't, I think it was lockdown at the time, so I don't think the sunbeds were open, but all the things were going through my mind, like, will I wear my singlet, will I, will I do something daft, will I call somebody out, will I make an ass of myself, but the fact that just WWE wanted me to do something, I actually got an, an awful buzz at it, of course, Saturday night, I wonder if I've still got the text, it fucking, I, I, I actually think I burst out green, and I'm not joking, let me just see, watch along, WWE. Ah, there we go. Uh, it was a one called Allison. Oh, there it is. Where is it? So I guess. Uh, and, and another thing as well, I'm refreshing WWE.com every five minutes because they asked me for promo pictures. So I'm like, they're going to g this up. So I'm sending them promo pictures. Blah blah blah. Gets an e. Gets a text the day before. Hi. I have some unfortunate news. We've had to shift around our watch-along schedule significantly, and unfortunately we don't have a spot for you anymore. I'm so sorry. These things can be quite fluid. We do a lot of shows, elements like this, however, and we'd love to get you involved in the future. Much sooner rather than later. <laughs> I was fucking gutted. <laughs> and I'm replying, Ah, no worries, I totally understand. I will be up for anything you need. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, but that seems to, to change times. And it, but then these things bug your tits because you're like, was it because the scheduling times? I mean, they still done a watch along. I think who was it? No, Tamina Snooker that took my place. <laughs> yes, it was Tamina Snooker that took my place. And I'm like, as somebody said something, and you know, wrestlers paranoia with stuff. So there we go. 
That's my story. Did you, is that a good story? That was exciting, particularly with the contract. Seeing the contract is a big deal. I remember, I've said before on this show, when I did the bit for UFC, the week kind of promo video for UFC, when they, were, when they were doing UFC in Glasgow, and they sent the UFC contract out to me, and it's the proper, you know what I mean? The UFC, headed paper. Yeah. The headed. UFC, I... Vegas, like Las Vegas, wow. office, all, all that kind of stuff. You're like, fucking look at this, man. This must be the kind of thing a fighter's signing. I got we buzzed it, but but see, just to answer that question, obviously, every listener wants to it, but I realise time is completely passed now with stuff like that. It's a different kind of set, you know. I mean, I, you know, I know the guy's saying that I've got fucking what you call it. I've got um, creative freedom, <laughs> creative freedom, and and Stoke Town Hall. Do you know what I mean? No, there's anything wrong with it. There's just there's there's the the, the only issue would be with me as as you know. The now I've got my radio gig. I've got two doors down every year. I've got Scott Squad every year. I've got Pantomime, which, you know, when it all, it all adds up and it probably wouldn't be, oh, I don't know if I can, I don't know if it would be as much as what a WWE contract would be. So you need to weigh stuff that up. And are they going to let, would they let you do TV stuff? Are you allowed to be on telly swearing on stuff that's no PG? I don't know. It's a lot to think about. It's no the, like, listen, if I'm, I'm wanting to go to fucking AEW. No, no me. Well, no me. I must. I, I don't must. think I would debut right, but I mean, if I'm a, a young wrestler nowadays, I'm going. I might be on AEW, man. Well, do you know what? I must admit, it has. I keep getting tagged in AEW UK shows, and I can't lie and say that I wouldn't like to do something at one of their UK shows. I'd like that. Of course. I'd love that. I'd really, would love that. Just, and in the back of my just mind, tweet Cody. You should just message Cody and say. We unfollowed me, remember. I know, but it doesn't matter. You could just get in touch with Cody and you could say, uh, or Jericho, and mm-hmm. say, look, when I have my first match back, I want to do it with AEW. I'd love that. And you know, obviously my mind starts to, to run and go, Tony Khan paid for the, the Jungle Boys theme song, would he do it for one night? You know, oh, this kind of shit goes through my head, man. I'd, which would be good, but... Ugh, I'd, and I'd I think don't... you would. I mean... I you would pay for it. That would be the best thing ever, wouldn't it? Just to date once on telly, obviously we. Can, I've told you a story about how it was. It was going to happen at TNA the, the show until the, the the very last day. They had to re-edit it and, and dub the music because of, um, which was horrible. You know. Nightmare. Nightmare. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us about any of that, or just random wrestling related stuff, get us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft on Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast, just Wrestling Daft on Facebook or email us Wrestling Daft at Gmail <laughs> Now, every week we separate the bad for the good in wrestling, the ultimate warriors for the ultimate warriors. It's no bad, John, I quite like that. Uh, it's no good to be an ultimate warrior. It's bad for you to worry. Uh, what you want to put on, what you want to bury, this... T- I want to put over Randy Orton's wee moustache and his wee beard, his wee soul patch type deal. I well, I've not looks- seen this yet. No, I need to Google great. that, because I'm pathetic. I think, I think he looks great. I think he looks great. I'm a big fan of Randy Orton. Everyone oh no, I don't like that moustache. Randy looks great. Nah, I don't like his moustache. Has he come back? Has he come back to feud with Riddle, Rab, or is he nah. just? Nah, he's came back. Yeah, okay, old Riddle and stuff, but they're they're still going to be pally wallies and one right, okay. Um, I also want to put over. I also want to put over just Tony Khan. <laughs> In a sense, I just love him. Right, there's something about him. I've, he's also got a really lovely face. He's got a kind face. I think he's probably really kind. 
And I just think to myself, this this run up to this new show on Friday has been a huge success. He's created a huge buzz. There's a huge buzz around the product. Have you seen the kind of trailer and the kind of intro sequence with the lightning and all that for for the new show as well? Even production-wise, it just looks far better than what WWE are doing. What's this? Dynamite? Ram- uh, no, Rampage. What's that? Second show. It's coming. This is the 20th of August. Friday, Friday right? Yeah. Oh my God. Is, Wait, it, is, is it this Friday? Is it this I Friday? It, I thought it was this Friday. Is it going to be on TNT? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's like a SmackDown? Aye. Yes. You are joking. So the first the first oh. one's happening in Chicago. This is the chat video. The first wow. one's happening in Chicago. And this is where they think CM Punk's going to debut. No way, that's amazing. So how do you know that the, the Rampage has got a different set and all that? No, that's no, the, first thing you, the first thing that you should be buzzing about. But that's going to... Because I, I, think it, I think it will be because oh, well. the intro has got the kind of lightning. There's a kind of vibe. I don't believe it. this. And it just looks great. Look the I mean, so basically, and are they going to go head to head on a Friday night with SmackDown? I think that's the plan, yeah. Oh my god! Is it going to be live? I don't know, actually. I don't know. I do not know. Let's check this. It's fucking very, very interesting, boys. I seen it was talking in the papers about how they, they, their, their game fell through or something like that. AEW Rampage will air live on Fight for UK fans. A Rampage, which debuts this Friday, will be available to watch through Fight, and for UK fans, it will air live at 3am on Sunday. I'm watching that. Oh, it's going to be watched, right? I might watch, watch that. Well, if CM Punk's turning up, it's going to have to be a much, much... It's going to be. They've been teasing it like... They have been teasing it like fuck. Or, How, why have they been teasing it, mate? Like, they've been dropping in things like uh, MJF dropped in a line for the pipe bomb. Darby Allen dropped in saying something about Rampage and, you know, about best being best in the yeah, world. He says, he says, this is where you've got to prove yourself. You know, yeah. this is the place where you have to prove yourself, even if you do think you're the best. Oh, this is just amazing. So... Grado, where have you been? Uh, listen, man, I don't. I just don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't I'll know. say this to you. I'll say this to you. If they don't have CM Punk on it, this is the bit of the problem yeah. they made for themselves. They've, they're going to have a, a horrible debut because that's all people will care about. They're going yeah. to have CM Punk. He's going to be there. He's going to be there. There's no way they would do that. That you say that would be, that would be fucking stupid. Why you want to sell tickets? In which case, on get people eyes on the product in which case fucking well played it'll just be the live audience that'll be pissed off in turn especially if it's in Chicago wow man that's going to be amazing uh, what about, what about um, your man the fiend was he, would he be able to turn up at it now nah he's still on a non-compete he'll still be a non Adam Cole what well, he won't turn up but Adam Cole is basically after SummerSlam is looking like he's going to be a free agent and can turn up at AEW straight the night after yes. if he wants after SummerSlam we, do, we don't know the card, do we, yet for Rampage? We don't know what's happening on it. No, 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 no. Is Nick Gage still on it? No, I think it was just a one-off, one deal, right. one-off deal for an AEW. I tell Johnny, you what, AEW, you... it's, I watched, I've not watched AEW in a while, and I watched a show the other night, I, I very much enjoyed it. I think it's, it, it is, it's really just come up and up and up. And you know what, Grab, we, you, I know you love him, but Miro is fucking brilliant in it. He's brilliant. Miro's brilliant. He's, he's, brilliant. He's, he's became what we all hoped he'd him be, to be when he went to AEW. And he's he's yeah. he's brilliant, man. And get his wife in and all. Aye. Get his aye, wife aye. in and all. He, he's, he's, this, he's this handsome, big, scary guy who can mm. talk and who can wrestle like fuck. And he's got a beautiful wife. And just get him in and make fucking money. Make that money. 
John, you need to remind me about this on Friday, so I'm going to watch that. It's not, Rab, it's not this Friday, it's the 20th. It's a week Is it Friday. the 20th? 20th. They, um, they sold 10,000 tickets for this show, Gredo. And is it the All-State like, Arena, no? In like it's five minutes. For... Was it the All-State Arena or is it the Sears Centre? I think it's United Centre. Right. Yeah, because they're re- labelling it the first dance as well, Gredo, so that's again what I'm thinking it might be punk coming in because they're labelling it Rampage the first dance. What does that mean? Well, it's just like first dance, so they think it'll be CM Punk's first match. Oh, the first dance, his first dance. Uh, yeah. Oh, just incredible trips. Loving it. Well, there you go. So let's see what the punters are saying, because that's what I'm, that's, you know, I'm excited about AEW. The buzz is real, man. The buzz is real about the minute, and and the, the AEW have got this incredible buzz at the minute. And they, obviously they had buzz back then when they first started. And then you've got to get through the teething, you know, it's a teething period where you've got to, is it actually going to be a thing? It looks good, or is it actually going to be a thing? Then they had a bit of trouble, I thought. They were treading water a wee bit. But the buzz is really big now. The, the, the roster is so strong. The, the things, the creative choices they made, even the wee things like putting Sting with Darby Allen and all that are paying off big time. Big, big, big time. The, one the thing stories is- we've told are paying off big time. Sorry, John, what were you going to say? Sorry, one thing I was going to come back to Rampage is they've got, and I don't know what you boys feel like, they've got a four-man announced team, so it's Excalibur, Taz, Jericho, and Mark Henry. So it's like there's no, like, commentators, almost like there's four car guys in there. It's interesting, isn't it? They're trying some new stuff. They're trying yeah. some new stuff, and I'm really excited to see what happens. Uh, so, Tony Khan, we love you. There's only one of you. Let's see what the punters are saying. Brian wants to put over Rab putting over Tony Khan. He says, we'll need some talent and want to be cool for NWA UK. Let's talk de- details offline, big fella. I've got money ideas for our grade one all. Yeah. Plebs don't need to hear this bit, John, he says. So Brian is trying to do some business here because Brian is desperate for us to do NWA UK, Grado. Let's, let's put that out to the punters. Do the punters want me and Grado to launch an NWA UK promotion? Let's do it. I'd love to do that. NWA UK, you, all the we get the prestigious title over. We can family style in a studio, BBC Scotland, something like that, or whatever. Sounds shite, Gredo. The way you that does sound shite. Uh, <laughs> okay. Oh, that was horrible, man. See, uh, when CM Punk walks out, right, on rampage, if he does, right, if he does walk out. Where does he walk out? What does he does he walk out during the match? Does he run in? Does he just have a match? Does he just appear at the end of the show? <gasps> What happens? I'd put him... Do you put him on at the start? Do you put him on at the middle? Do you put him on at the end? So, is he no Danny's uh, Smackdown thing anymore? Remember he would turn up at no, Smackdown? No, is that no, all no. by? Uh, so, the Fox Steel thing. I think you put him on in the middle of the show. Does he come and in then... as a face or a heel? Heel. Heel. They need, they need another heel in AEW. Why they booing him? I know that's the thing, though, isn't there? It, it doesn't, but I mean, see Jericho sitting on that commentary desk, right? That feels weird to me. Do you think there's any possibility Jericho's sitting on that commentary desk purely so that towards the end of the show he's getting a fucking doing off somebody, MJF or something? Do you know what I mean? Like, there's some kind of fucking he's jumped, he's getting a doing or something, and then maybe CM Punk comes up. Then CM Punk could make the save or not make the fucking save, you know what I mean? But I just kind of feel it's weird that Jericho's sitting on commentary. Could could, could they do a double thing? Because is Daniel Bryan know a contract as well? Yeah, well, so they yeah. say. Could you imagine you think the big, you know, Daniel Bryan does a run-in and like scooting his punk and it's, you know what I mean, they do a double? 
I've seen a few people like uh, theorising they could do like an outsiders kind of angle with CM Punk and Daniel Bryan kind of coming in and doing like an outsiders kind of angle, which I thought was actually pretty cool. The only problem is, I, I suppose there was the outsiders was more like the guys for the for the WWE coming in to infiltrate, and they're not exactly yeah, CM Punk yeah, isn't yeah, exactly yeah. a WWE. That wouldn't be on his agenda as yeah. the guys for the outside. What if CM Punk came in right on that show and came out of the end and says? I want Daniel Bryan. It says what if what because because here's here's mm-hmm. a thing, right? I just kind of feel like it's a match that everybody would have loved to have seen in WWE once they were, you know, two guys in their personas, their finished personas in WWE. It's a match that if CM Punk had came back to WWE, they'd have went, we want to see him in with Daniel Bryan. It could be a right one in the eye for the WWE for they two guys. Instead, they see him Punk coming in and having a match with somebody who's currently in AEW. Imagine Punk and Brian having a match together on an AEW show. I love that kind of shit. We'll see what happens. <laughs> that is, that's a good show, mate. That's if he even fucking comes in. So, All right. Um, John wants to put our Kermit's tribute to Bobby. No matter what you think of the man, he has some great stories. He was a great tribute. I actually listened, had to be listening to that because, you know, um, and it was very sad to hear how upset you know, no matter what I think of Jim Carnet, and I've been quite open in this show about, you know, how distasteful I think the guy is. Um, it was very up- upsetting to hear a guy so, um, you know, so upset about his friend. Uh, Rico wants to put uh, Finn Balor on SmackDown, continuing to pursue the Universal Championship for Roman Reigns and hinting at going after Cena. Finn's a brilliant wrestler to watch, so the prospect of matches with these two is great. And wants to bury the arsehole that bought lemmings for the Game Boy after him in eBay this week and then cancelled the order almost immediately after the auction ended. I didn't think you could do that. I thought if you won an auction, then you need to pay. Anyway, big heel manoeuvre, he says, minus five stars. Question for Robin Gradle. Biggest recent heel antics anybody subjected you to recently? What's the biggest, most heelish thing anybody's done to you in real life, Gradle, recently? Um, On two doors down. I must admit, I was at a 30th. My niece's 30th, and there was this one boy that wouldn't leave me alone all night. And all I just kept saying was, mate, you need to get back to the wrestling. You need to get back to the wrestling, mate. See all this other stuff. Wrestling's with major. And I went, I get it. I goes, but there's been a pandemic. But I've, I've got it, mate. I'll be back to the wrestling. If he came up to me about 45 times, he did. Mate, 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 you need to get back to the wrestling, mate. Mate, get back to the wrestling. Right, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. Aye, but mate. You need, you need to get back. <laughs> Fucking all night, all night. Just be careful you don't go on about that too much, Gredo, because you could make a thing for yourself there where people start shouting at you. <laughs> even, when, <laughs> even when you're wrestling, you imagine that. <laughs> you get back to the wrestling, Gredo, back to the wrestling. <laughs> uh, the most heelish thing probably that's happened to me recently is my four-year-old daughter says to me the day when I was talking about my other daughter, Hope, was like, she's 14 now and she's getting older. She's going to be a, a big grown-up soon, I was saying to her and all that. And she says, and uh, my four-year-old said to me, oh, daddy, it's going to be ages before Hope is a grown-up and, you know, does grown-up things and dies and stuff. <laughs> I was like, oh that's God. not the only thing grown-ups do. Don't just die. <laughs> uh, <laughs> dies and stuff. <laughs> dies and stuff. Jamie wants to put her dragon off on NXT, mad Russian. Wants to bury WWE for letting Bronson go proper big lad wrestler. Toby wants to put her John Cena in a spoiler freeway. 
as Peacemaker in the Suicide Squad. John Cena's a great in films, isn't he? And he wants to bury all the talent in the least this year. Never nice to see somebody lose their job. And Stevie wants to put her Grado's best bud, Shaft, for his amazing body transformation. The lad's put in some amount of work and looks tremendous. Like Shaz has, has been putting the time in and shit. He, he needs to eat right. He's, got, he's done well. But what I've told him is, that's it. That's I enough. You look great. You look great. What you need to do is you need to bulk now. And no listen to all these folk telling them no to eat this, no to eat that. He's been tell stop get back on the meat and the sirloins and everything, and he'll look even better. You don't like to get on that Adam Cole train. Aye. Cole she's a, train. She, fuck's sake. Shat is a fucking you know what I mean? For me he's a he's a baddie, he's a brawler, he's a do you know what I mean? He needs to be chunky. No oh, hey. Listen, good on him for getting good. No, news. listen, you, look, could I ever turn around and go you know, uh, you, you look all right. Cause you know, me is his fat best pal that says, you know what I mean? We can't remember when I was sweet and my best pal at school, man, was babies were fat. And he, he turned on me, man, because I'd lost weight. And that's just what happens. That's the kind of things you fall out of. Stevie wants to bury the imminent demise of NXT. A slew of talent cuts along with the baffling booking of its champion in WWE's main roster has nearly killed the brand. But up until two years ago, was the hottest in wrestling. I mean, I genuinely think AEW has fucked NXT. Because, it, you know, you don't need that. AEW is the alternative. You don't need that kid-on alternative that NXT was. Aye, it's no go that feel to like it did a couple of years ago, isn't it, no? Nah. When it was all the indie guys and all that, even though it's not like that at all, isn't it, no? Who wants to go to... Who, what indie guy on the scene in America the new wants to go to NXT... And get you know, and 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 work like fuck, and then get brought up to the one of the big shows and get fucked. You know what I mean? Who mm. wants to do that when they could be like, "Oh, there's a rampage, there's a fucking dynamite." It could be on. Yeah. I could you know, I could be doing something no, else with New Japan. <laughs> Willie Jakes is getting nothing to put over this week. He's just replying to get a mention. He just wants a mention. He wants to put over me if I read this out, and I did read it out. So well done, Willie Jakes. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's a part of the show now where we invite you, the listeners, to do a run-in. Come on and talk wrestling. Talk nonsense. Talk whatever you want. This week, however, we've got a very special, special, special guest. We welcome the maker of wrestling figures extraordinaire. The man who customises, creates legendary artefacts of wrestling fandom. The one and only Kyle Customs. Kyle! I don't like him on. You don't like him on? <laughs> I don't, mate. I'll try to work it too. Here he comes. <laughs> no. What's your real name, mate? There you go, mate. That's it. How you doing? You all right? Oh, oh man. Look this at is this. Cool man, we're just, just looking at you. So, for the people who are listening to the podcast, we're currently looking at your man here. Are you? Are you in? Where are you just now? I'm in my garage, mate. He's in his garage. He's in quiet. 
He's in his garage, he's having some alone time, and he's got all sorts of cool wrestling merch and stuff behind him on these shelves. I can see, is that an Ultimate Warrior wrestling buddy there? Oh, that's that, mate, yeah. Uh, I can see an NWO baseball cap, is it? HWO, mate, it's a... Oh, it's an HWO one? Ah, it's a collector's group on Twitter. Ah, beautiful, beautiful, right? Um, Rob, I see... I've got a lot of stuff on there that you'll be pinging DVDs, well... VHSs, I don't have DVDs, figures, jigsaws, everything. It, I just find stuff that reminds me of my youth and just buy it and it sits in a cupboard. There's an oh, old Undertaker figure there in its packet still, I can see. Yeah, I've got a few mocks like, in plastic, so I don't collect loads of them though there. Most of them are open in my cupboards. God, it's funny, like, because obviously you, you've made me a wee figure before, man, and I love it. I've actually got it here now. Look at that, look, an absolute cracker. It's amazing. I'll try to work on a new one. Are you really? Oh, that's amazing, yeah. man. I'm going to try and 3D print it and see if I can run them off for you. Oh, mate, that right, would so be tremendous. Explain to us, mate, how, how does it work making these custom figures? Well, these ones, mate, uh, I basically just troll eBay or like Facebook sites or whatever and buy old ones. So original ones either broken or just in a, a knackered state. And then yep. rip them apart usually boil them in a pot, to be honest with you, in the kitchen, just pop them in a pot, break them apart, and then from there, it's a case of sculpting me, like, clay to add new stuff on it that has whenever ever put them on, you know what I mean? So, so like, when you boil, like, when you boil figure, them in a pot, the, the plastic softens, so you're able to kind of pop them uh, apart easily? Nah, so once, obviously, uh, like you said there, it's just the, the heating it up and then cooling it down again makes it crack them easier. God, it's, do you know what's, it's, it's weird, obviously, I was saying about the, you making it, I didn't expect you to be like what you are, if you know what I mean. Oh. No, I, I didn't, I, I thought you were, uh, I kind of weird thing. My mom's fucking basement <laughs> or something. something. <laughs> no, well, I, I don't know, it's just because yeah, you're like. the Japanese anime. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's, here's the thing though, here's the thing though, right, because seeing Mahi, right, because I remember when, like when you sent the custom figures in, I was like, these things are amazing. I remember what I thought to myself was, I wonder what this guy is like, right? And the first thought that comes into your head is like, maybe it is like some kind of wrestling super fan guy, right? Mm. Could, you know, but then I thought to myself, no, I bet this guy is like a guy that's got a bit of money. <laughs> right? Fuck, I wish. <laughs> I, I did, I thought it's like, mate, it's a guy who's got a bit of money, he's got a bit of leisure time, he's able to like, kind of, he was into wrestling when he was younger and all that. So I kind of feel like the picture kind of, Bits a wee bit, obviously, I'm saying no about the money thing, but but still, you know, I just kind of felt like this is a guy who, because you get to a point in your life, didn't you, where you kind of go, I'm in that place, I think, where you are, mate. Where <laughs> I can... no, the thing is, you've got money and leisure time, I don't. <laughs> no, I'm kind of like, I'm going to, you know, I love my old, like, recently I've been uh, buying Nintendo 64 games, like ones yeah. that were missing in my collection and stuff, and going, I'm going to have my you know, my nice collection and build my collection back up again and stuff and on eBay and trying to win wee auctions and stuff like that. And it's yeah. just, it's nice, isn't it? And I, that's the thing. I, mean, I used to spend all my money on trainers. So I just like buy Adidas trainers, like shelves of them. And then I just thought, you know what? How many pairs of trainers can you wear in the one month? Mm-hmm. Then that's when I started. Like after a while, when I started making stuff and I was looking for the originals. Then I started coming across things that I had as a kid, like, like the Ultimate Warrior Jigsaw and the, the road warriors jig, so I had that as a kid, so it brings right, back aye. memories. I'm never ever going to put it. Well, I might put it together at some point, but it just brings back wee memories where when you were a kid and you opened something, and it's still the same that you get me open it again. 
Then Aye. it goes in a shelf and you just look at it every now and again and you walk past it. But it's, it's a nice feeling. It's a nice feeling, because, like, I mean, I've got lo- loads of stuff that I get that's that's like that and reminds me of a very specific time. Yeah. And it reminds me, you know, it kind of takes me back to my old room and my mum's house and all that, you know what I mean? And it's, it's fucking nice, that. It's like kind of magic. It's a magic I think it's feeling. a nostalgia collector, isn't it? That's the main thing. It's, it's just Aye. looking for that wee point in time where you can buy something that reminds you. Well, it's it's like I've got. Um, I like buying all Power Slam magazines, the ones that I know I had when I was a teenager, yeah. like the the PS Top Fifty for year ninety nine, two thousand, and all that. Benoit number one, and I and I date with Rangers programs as well. I've got a big bundle of all Rangers programs, like pristine man, and I bought them for like six, seven pound. Like it's mental that the, and they're in great condition and they're, they're that they're that cheap. But it is that kind of just gives you a good wee feeling, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like, I don't know, are you into belts? Nah, do, do you know what? As much as I want to, there's only like certain belts I want, and it's like the old school original belts, so the, the winged eagle, the yellow continental belt, those ones like the warrior had, mm. and tag belts that Legion of Doom had, after that I couldn't care about all the other ones. So but it's were, just were that, they your guys then? Were they, was, was warrior and Legion of Doom... Aye, so I was like you. I mean, we are about the same age. That, that I reckon. I'm. I'm. It's, it's funny. You are very, very summer. I can imagine that your favourite type of time in wrestling was the same. I know <laughs> you're that. right. You're right. But that's that's the thing. That I mean, we're about the same age, so we all like grew up with the. Is that audio? The originals. I can hear you. Aye, so that's the thing. So we grew up with the, the kind of original ones. We are. It was Sting on WCW when it was on TV, and then when you moved there to WWF, it was. Legion of Doom, Hulk Hogan, Warrior, and all Did them. you ever have a Legion of Doom bandana? No, but I think I've got one in my cupboard. Have I you, never man? had one, but I always wanted it, and I think I might have one, or, or I nearly bought one. Because um, I, I, when I went to see WWF Live when I was when I was young, and Legion of Doom were there, um, I, I bought for the merch stand a Legion of Doom bandana, and I says to my big sister, she says, I'm not buying you this, and I says, get me a... I promise you I'll wear it. She says, you're going to wear that. You're going to go to school in the morning wearing a Legion of Doom band. And I was like, aye, promise I'll go to school wearing a Legion of Doom band. Yeah. I fucking didn't. Didn't go to school. Uh, did you know? Band. No. Yeah, what, what year was that you went to see WWF? I love hearing about stuff like this. Ugh, I'm, I'm crap with like the years of stuff. Did, did you go Did you go to a, a WWF show when you were young, Kyle? I've never been in my life. Did I you- know where... No, I think the only ever wrestling thing I've ever been to was one time I went to Butlins and it was like a, an old school British wrestling room, but I've never been in my life. God, that's I've interesting. Why, that's really interesting. You've never, ever thought about going to a live show. Why, why, why is it? I, I was going to take my nephew a couple of years ago and uh, got ringside seats and everything. Then I had to pull it last minute, so he had to go with his dad. I was fucking raging. Oh, <laughs> mate. And, and it was, don't get me wrong, it was like new WWF, so wasn't it? Overly interesting, but I just wanted that experience of seeing what it would be like. Do, do you do you know watch current wrestling? To be honest, mate, I don't watch much. I watch WWF, but I'll fast forward it quite a bit. And I watch AEW quite a bit because I like the I like the affiliates. Kind of got that old school mm-hmm. vibe still and underproduced. I like mm-hmm. WWF, which is kind of massively overproduced in the stories of shit. Mm-hmm. See, as a guy who was a, uh, an Ultimate Warrior fan when you were a wee guy, right? I was I was never. I was never into Warrior at the time. I was mere, well, as as is well known, I was into Mr. Perfect and stuff like that, right? Um, I was I was a very much a kind of mid-card fan. I was, do you know what I mean? I was like, I, I like people in the mid-card. But I was just curious, were you, 
did you see the stuff when Ultimate Warrior came back when he had his like Hall of Fame bit and all that? Did you had you tuned in and watched that stuff? So that aye, so I I was with you, but during that time, you've got to remember that the mid card was like the top card as well, wasn't it? The mid card had some brilliant names. Aye, the mid card was could, amazing. It could be like main eventers straight away. So I think so I've seen the Warrior bits and then obviously got older, went away for wrestling. Then when he came back again, when he started kicking in, he's he's kind of shocked period when he went through that conservative route. Then oh, yeah, when he came back and been brought back in, I mean, if you think that WWF done the the Destruction Ultimate Warrior DVD where they just shat on him completely, yep, then yep. a couple of years later they're selling him saying that he's the best thing under the sun. So it was, yeah, I seen it when he came back and it was quite a shock that uh, the next uh, day he just passed out. Well, well, that's the thing that I was always kind of wondering, like how how that must have felt because it was a shock, I think, to everybody, and it was you know it was it was cracking to see him back and in the ring and all that kind of stuff, and then I'm dying the next day, it was so weird. But I remember thinking to myself, man, see if you were like it must have been even more like maybe a shock if you were like an Ultimate Warrior fan when you because that was that return was very nostalgia based. Yeah, right? um, yeah. So something I think that even with the masking that he done was quite. I mean. Yeah, you expect him to come back and painted his face or whatever, but he put his mask on then, and that was him in his in the trench jacket. But even even I think the words that he says were a bit spooky after it when you were like, "Aye, he's it was basically his own effigy, wasn't it?" Aye, it was so yeah. weird. Yeah, I really need to ask you a couple of questions about all this. I'm looking at your Instagram and I'm 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 blown away a bit. So do do you sell them or do you just make them? Nah, so the, the majority of them. So I started. I think I was I was in Cyprus, and I'd, I I was looking for the original twelve, and came across customs, and I thought, you know what, I can do better than that. In Cyprus? Yeah. Uh, I I was in the army, so I was in I was in Cyprus, and and I thought I can do better than that. I'll get a bash. And then I, I spoke to somebody who was making it, and they kind of talked me through it. And then when I I came back, I then started making them. And then people wanted to buy them. I didn't think they were good enough, so I sold them for like pennies. Mm. And obviously, the more and more time that I spent making them, the better they go and the better they go. And I knew I make to order, so people just what do what kind of stuff saying, do people ask for? What kind of stuff do people ask for when they commission you to do stuff? See, to be honest, I've had everything from like people's kids to like famous people. For sake, I've made Chubby Brown, I've made Cannonball. Have <laughs> you really? I, you made Cannonball? I have been Cannonball. People ask me to make the, the Chuckle Bros. I was like, right, I'll try it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just what to be honest, if you want it, I'll try and make it because if it's a laugh, but I try not make people that I don't like because I'm like, I don't put my life in it, if you know what I mean. Aye, this is the thing I want to like just to express to all the listeners out there. Um, this guy's custom figures are really, really, really good. I've got my mate. If you have a wrestling fan, it's amazing, isn't it, Gredo? I'm just looking at the, the, I mean, you've got my tattoo. Did I give you a picture of my tattoos? Uh, Aye, so I I hounded you for a bit. Five months before you answered me. That's typical, me. Sorry. Listen, he does it to us as well, by the way, mate. I know. I think he does it to everybody else. Comms are bad. Comms are bad. But here, what I want to ask you is the face is bang on, but is it it another figure's face? So yours is Wandy Orton. Yours is Wandy Orton, and Rab's is, I think yours is a Rey Mysterio one that I chopped up and made a tiger mask. It's beautiful. Yeah. Is that even is that has Randy Orton's hair as well? Because that that uh, you know what I mean no, your no, hair, my hair's no, banging on. Set off and I'll give you new hair. Well, look, what John, else Rab, you, what else did you add on to the Randy Orton head? 
Because look at that. That looks more like Grado than Randy Orton, doesn't it? I, 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 I did, did no. bolster his cheeks out, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I was, how long was I in the fucking port for? I had to give him a couple of chins and give him some cheeks to him. <laughs> Brilliant. I love but, that. <laughs> but no, that was it. So I thought he was the best I could get close to you and then just fatten them out a bit. Now, did I? Did I? Did mine cost a lot more for material now for like my my excess skin? Just to just it longer. It was Rob's wife's fucking. Uh, what was it? The fluffy fucking. Oh, the boa thing. <laughs> Is that fair boa? It was that. It was the pain there. Fucking magic! <laughs> I couldn't believe it when I showed her. I was like, "Look at your boa." Well, look at us. See if you're like like anybody out there. If you go, if you're with somebody that's into wrestling, or even just for yourself, but if you're with somebody that's into wrestling or, or who had wrestling figures when they were a wee guy, like I kind of think a better gift you could get them for a Christmas or something. Oh, definitely, like, a them or something. It was the coolest. It's the and, coolest thing. And do you do like um, see that? I'm just looking at the stuff you've been tagged in, Kyle. Is it? Do you do the um, the, the the packaging as well? Do you do you build that? No, nah, mate. So like, I get. A guy in Germany or a guy in the UK that does it. I started off with a guy in Germany. Then more people in the UK started doing it. So I, I work with loads of different people. I mean, you can see, like on the page, I try and promote loads of other people who make customs and they different wrestling stuff or even art. I mean, I love art. And so I just post loads of things on my pages to try and get other people to look at other people's pages because I think not enough people look at different shit on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. It brings them in. I mean, if you're interested in art, there's so much out there that's unbelievable that people do. Then within the wrestling community, there's, same again, there's people where that they belts, can packaging, like you're saying, figures, drawing posters, T-shirts. There's, yeah, there's so much out there. Do you know what? Do you know who? Because, I, I mean, I, I, believe it or not, when I was a young boy that loved the wrestling, I never owned one figure. Not Never owned one figure. Yeah. Did, did you own figures, John? Yeah, I had a couple. I had a couple, mm. but uh, it was more my brother. I had the figures. I was just more into like just getting the videos and the tapes Aye. and all that sort of yeah. stuff. Do, 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 I had them. I had the old ones. I was into it. The first one, the very first one I ever got, the very first one I ever got was a double pack of uh, Demolition. Was the very first figures Party I got. one. Yeah. Uh, and they were amazing. They had the fucking yeah. gear and all that. And then I got Jake the Snake. And it was Jake the Snake, I remember, that completely blew me away. When I go up, because he's he's punching him yeah. was the most. I just loved playing with that that punching him. You uh, It was it was great. I loved it. Uh, Jake was Jake was probably my favourite one as a kid because it came in a snake. Aye, and yeah. all that, and it was like, oh, this is amazing because it came in a snake. The snake done nothing. It was just a bit of rubber. I liked the Macho but, Man with a really simple elbow, but it was a really uh, it was a really yeah. powerful movement. Uh, I was never a fan of the. I was never, you know, the the Ultimate Warrior and Marty Jannetty style. Uh, the jumpers, jumpers. Yeah, yeah. jumpers are they are like the worst thing under the sun. I love just pulling my bits because they're shite. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's my best thing in life now is just to pull jumpers apart to make bits from because they're terrible. And right. they they were just they never made sense, and you just couldn't play with them apart no, from the no. jump. No, yes. even I was a wee guy, right? Let me just tell you this. When I was a wee guy, I used to run, I had loads of figures and I used to run a kind of wrestling promotion, right? Oh. And I would I would create cards in matches, right? And then I had a total game system of how it worked. So it was a it was a coin toss game system at first, and then it went on to a dice rolling 
game system where first of all it was just coin toss whether we'd go together one we're going to do a move you'd flip heads or tails to see if the move came off and if one of them got three moves in a row they could go for the pin one two flip the coin see what comes up and eventually i made it more advanced and did it with dice and i would run i'm i'm no joking here i would do this for like i had loads of cards i had them all written during a jotter and i I had all sorts. I was fucking well into it. I was well into it, man. <laughs> that beautiful big blue plastic ring and all that. But yeah, I think means, means in there, actually. And I can see it. I, I can see yeah, the steps. I, that's and, the one I, I, I use that for, like, just taking 40s of my figures. It just sits there. But it's... Did you have any of the WCW ones? I told, I mean, I was, I mean, we never had that much money as kids. So we never had, like, loads of figures. So I either had, some of the WCW ones or a couple of the WWF ones. I never had like a massive collection. Right. But Rick, this thing was always my favourite one Aye. in WCW because he was one of my favourites. I like the glue things even though you can't really do much with them. I like them as well because they look yeah. good. They like they look yeah. really good. And there was just, even though, I mean, you could do more with the figures that were like that than you could with a jumper for the fucking Aye. WWF ones. For the WWF and you could battle them off your sister's head with them breaking because they were just going to shoot them up. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> with a fear of breakage. Yeah, see one, see, see one thing. What's, what's your ultimate favourite figure that you've created? Like if we were to go on your Instagram, I'm looking at one of Paul Heyman for WCW, man, and it's shit hot, man. Have you got an, a, a, one that you would say, right, that's, that's my proudest work? And how, hold on, see, man, how do people see this? Right, so I'm on... So I'm on Instagram.com slash Kyle Customs 2018. Okay. So go and look at that. They see the stuff up there because it's really good stuff. I so tell us, man, what is what is your favorite of the customs that you've made? And also what is your favorite of the original figures as well? What what one do you think is the best example of the original figures? So the customs are a hard one because every couple of ones, like every now and again, I'll make one and I'm like, right, that's amazing. And I nearly cry putting it in a box to send it to somebody. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I would, some of my, like my warrior stuff with the, the kind of trench coats and all this, because I can paint the back of the trench coats and it just, that's probably my favorite part of it. I mean, yeah. I'm working on, I'm working on one now, but I'm changing the warrior free. So it's got rope shake action rather than that stupid running one. And that'll be a brown when it comes out, but it's probably not my favorite. I probably say my latest favorite one is my Hulk Hogan for the Hulk Hogan VHS cover, which I put up today because it's Hulk Hogan's birthday. So I put it back up again just to oh, show that's people. That's a cracker, man. And well, he, he's got the weight. So it's the poster for he's basically like bright red Florida tan. Aye. Fucking hulking out to like. Oh, it's amazing. Then bench calls. So I'd probably say that's one of my favorites because it was one of the later ones that I've done. And it just that image of Hulk stuff kind of in curling fucking whatever it is he's curling just brings back so many memories to kids I think because of the poster I love this Sting one as well with the USA jacket oh, I love all my Sting ones there Sting's my favourite I'll, I'll, I'll hopefully end up with just one cabinet just full of different attires do, do you not get any follows I know, I've looked at some of your follows I know that uh, Brian Myers follows you and Chris Hero have you never done anything because I don't actually know see the, the what do you call them Zach Ryder and Miles, did they did they ever speak about you in their podcast? Did they know about you? Is it figures they actually talk about? <laughs> I saw the own so Brian, his brother, got in touch with me and asked to make the the scene for the barbershop with Janetti, Brilliant. uh Michaels and Brutus the Barber. So I, I made one of them for him for his birthday. 
So he never knew about it. And he's his brother-in-law bought him the a kind of barber shop set and, and gave him it. So he's got them in his house. Chris Hero's got uh, I think he's got my twin towers and wants me to make giant haystacks and big daddy for him. So I've got figures and wrestle associates like Nadia Neithart, she's got them in her kitchen. Uh, there's a couple of other people, Fred Ottman's got one of them, his tugboat. And so there's people that are out there that like I looked up to as kids that have got figures in the house. So. That's amazing. The best. I'm, I'm looking yes. as well. Like I've got a fucking this Harley race one you did. It's fucking unreal, man. Harley, <laughs> uh, yeah, I like Harley race as well. The face of the Harley race one is just unbelievable. Yeah, so the faces either come from like Mattel figures or somebody else will make a face and then I'll just buy a head and just change bits in it or however that works. I mean, the majority of the time, Mattel bring out decent figures with decent heads and then you just pop the head off and change it. Oh, John, I, just, I, I mean, it's just, it's just amazing. It's just like they're, they're so good. They're so good and it's so creative to be able to kind of... Because basically what you're doing is you're improving the stuff that's... The stuff that's there and uh, it's, it's cool, man. It's, it's so cool. God, I, it, do you I, find it relaxing today, mate? Because that people out there might know I like to paint Wii Games Workshop miniatures, <laughs> right? I like painting my Wii Games Workshop miniatures, and it's I find it really, really relaxing, peaceful. Is it the same? Do you get the same hang fit, mate? I the, and I'm the same as you. I think to be honest, when I started it, I was busy in work, so I would finish work and then I would just sit and paint it and make, and it was that place where you can just stop and forget about stuff and just focus mm-hmm. on one thing. So it's kind of like mere stress relief. And then obviously the more and more I've done it and the mere now my mind goes like 800 miles an hour because I'm trying to think of what to do next. And that's something like the next stage is always what they do next, how they improve, what would they next to to make the page different from just being pictures constantly up flashing and I'm like, let's try something different. Yeah. But yeah, I'm the same as you. I find that the painting part of it is probably my better bit because you can just sit down and focus. Aye. Probably the worst part about kind of painting is having to go into the workshop uh, shop. And <laughs> <laughs> is that what you use? Do you use the Citadel? Ah, it's just the wee Citadel paints, you know what I mean? Nice. You just, They're good uh, paints. They're good paints. It's when they say to you, do you want a bag? And you're like, nah, here, right, mate, I'll stuff my pockets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always <laughs> taking, them, I'm always taking the bags. <laughs> I'll carry the bags with pride. No, <laughs> eh, it's. It's, it is great, man. It's great what you do. And uh, so, how do how do people find you so they can order stuff and all of that? What's the best way of getting you? Uh, like Grado said, so I tried to uh, manage to keep it. So it's Kyle Customs. So it's Kyle with a K and Customs with a K. Twenty eighteen, and that's on Twitter and Instagram. So I managed to keep them kind of linked, so it's not too bad. Uh, I'm not on Facebook, but apart from under my own name, I'm in my kayfabe name, but I'm just. <laughs> I'm there, but I don't. I don't really kind of take stuff on Facebook because I just try and keep it as family right. stuff. So most of the time, people just message me on Instagram or Twitter and say, "Can you make me such and such?" And I will discuss times and all the rest of the stuff because, like I said, sometimes it's like six month wait because I'm just either that busy at work or I've just got that much try to get out the door. You know what I mean, because right. I've got loads of these side projects like Legion of Doom, uh, fucking shoulder pads that are still sat there half made. Uh, but yeah, it's just stuff like that. So when people get in touch with, I'll just message them back on Instagram, and Twitter, and see where they go for there. Mate, see when you finish the Legion of Doom shoulder pads, we come back on. And show oh you. yeah, definitely. I I've, I've got a smaller set that I'm going to do for my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brilliant. Yeah, uh, they're, they're going to be gold. So 
Beautiful. Oh, Give us a like shout when they're done, right? So we can see them a bit, a bit. Just like keep in touch with us, man, because it's the brilliant stuff. And thanks so much for sending us the Aye, That was mega interesting, mate. It really was. And, and, and I'm just looking at the digital thing that you've done with me and all. We all dug great on it and all that. I love it, mate. That's superb, man. You're ah, yeah, very brilliant. talented. I'll send, yeah, I'll send you the files through. Oh, that'd be great, mate. Yeah. I want to same print as that as out. Same as the t shirt that I tried to make for John and they go fucking scrap for yeah, trademark yeah, yeah. infringement. <laughs> Which one was that? We tried it. We tried to get a spooky club design onto the merch store. Oh. Kyle said, I'll, I'll put something together. I said, Brilliant, that's fantastic. Hey, listen, spooky club might be back at Halloween, by the way. So uh, let's just wait. Uh, uh, oh, that's what we could call the night. If we go live, spooky club. The spooky I club. Uh, spooky the club. Spooky, spooky club. Spooky club. Oh, oh, mate, the best. The best. I know a guy who knows a guy who does t shirts. So. <laughs> I'm sure you can organise it. Thanks a lot. Mate. Cheers for that, Kyle, mate. Take care, bud. Take care. Take care. Take care. Brilliant. If you want to be on the run-in, best bet is to sign up to our Patreon as a World Heavyweight Champs. Get first dibs. I get a sea champs intercontinental, like Mr. Perfect. Get second dibs and cruiserweight champs like fucking who cares. Get third. Get us on patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft to get yourself involved. You just made the list! Now, Lister from Red Dwarf was actually named after this section of the show as we bring you the list of wrestling daft. That was a wee John joke there. Lister. <laughs> Uh, from uh, Red Dwarf, I, I, I could imagine you were a Red Dwarf fan, John. Oh, I loved Red Dwarf. You're yes, you're a Red Dwarf fan as well, Florence. Don't I'm pretend not, that you know. I'm afraid not, mate. Really? Mm-hmm. That surprises me. That surprises me. me. No, I, no, I liked it when I was a wee guy. I liked it when I was a wee guy. Um, so you can vote for what you want us to talk about on this left by list by joining us at patreoncom forward daft Last week's losing nomination. The best ECW champions was up against the best referees as chosen by Grado. And I thought I hope he's got some good suggestions here. Oh, um, because it's won 62% of the vote. It was the best refs that won. So who's my favorite refs? Grado, do you actually have favorite referees? Well, Brian Hemner, Errol Hemner, Sean McLaughlin. Um uh, what'd you call him? Shit. What's the ICW, other ICW referee called? Thomas Keynes. Thomas. Thomas. Sorry. I'm really, really tired. Thomas. Uh, yeah. But you. you aye. The. the um, aye. You just. You weren't the, the, the best referees, didn't you? I loved Errol Hemler refereeing my matches. I loved Brian Hemler doing my match. Got such a buzz after that. You know what I'm saying? Really, really talented men. Number three for me. As Charles Robinson, little Nate, little Nate himself. Felt sorry for him in that that um, documentary where the the trying to get Ric Flair's jackets. Why, mate? Because he was mega put under pressure. Did you watch it? No, no, no. What happened, mate? It was actually quite sad. Basically, the the WWE done a series where they tried to recover all the Ric Flair stuff for like their museum that they're building or whatever, and they went to um, Charles Robinson's house. And they were like, ah, right, we need, we, we want this because Nature Boy gave Ric Flair. I didn't actually realise that Charles Robinson was obsessed with Ric Flair. Like it was his absolute hero. And all his house is just full of Ric Flair merch. And they were like, ah, we want this jacket. And they were offering, or Rob, should I say, and they were offering him money. And he burst out greeting. He burst out greeting on the camera. And Ric Flair had to leave the room. He was like, ah, I can't have anything to do with this. Charles was like, ah, please don't make me sell this. He was like, I don't want to get rid of it. I don't want to get rid of it. And you're going, 
and it was the guy that was pestering him. He's gone, oh, but it'd be really good if we could buy it. And I'm going, fucking leave him alone, man. Leave him keep him his jakey. He doesn't want to sell it, I can And eventually, but they eventually done a wee deal where they got another Ric Flair robe and they swapped it. But I don't think it was as good as his original. And I just thought that was shady. He had the cameras on him and he was just like, ah, I don't want to gear us up, man. Fuck him. Fuck him, grown man, collecting fucking other guys' robes. <laughs> Number two. And I'm going by just great refereeing performances here. Number two, Greg Hempel. Oh, for God's sake, you can't have Greg Hempel as a referee. Why? <laughs> Greg Hempel refereed. Oh, if that's the case, you can greatly put Stone Cold Austin, Steve Austin. A great Austin. match between Jeff Jarrett and uh, Lionheart. And he was put on the spot. He'd not done much refereeing, and he and he smashed it. And He'd not sure. done much refereeing. I'm sure Jeffrey. I'm, Je- I'm sure Jeffrey. Jeffrey. I'm sure Jeffrey Jarrett would agree that he did a he did a great shift. So my number two is Greg Kempel, and my number one is the one and only Errol Hebner mm-hmm. for just being a good egg, or you know, also for being involved in a horrible screw job and all that. And just being a kind of bit of a sort, and also, you know, he goes like that to Grado. He says things like, Come on, let's get drunk, Grado. Aye. Come well, on, let's you, get drunk. Do you know, I hope he's all right because you never hear him anymore. I'll need to text Brian, see if he, how he's getting on. Be good to get him on this. Be good to get him on this, huh? Yeah, oh, aye. Oh, but he's real. Do you know what? But see, to be honest with you, he's really bad on camera. Why? He, Oh, so we, me and Robbie E, thought it was the best idea ever. We started a, we wanted to rip off uh, between two ferns, ferns, right? And what we wanted to do was between two, between two jobbers. Is that what it was called? Between two jobbers or something like that. What was between two? Oh, no, it wasn't. It was between two stooges. We were going to go run about as, as stooges backstage, and what we do is we'd sit either side and we'd get somebody in the middle and we'd done a pilot episode with Errol Hemmer and it just he fucking he just he just didn't get it. He just didn't get it. He kept trying to be funny and all that and it was just it just wasn't working at all. Me, I so want to see this. Yeah, between two I studios. want to see this. Do you still have this? I want to see this. I don't know. I'd, I'd love to see it myself, but it really didn't go down as as planned as because we thought, oh he's gonna be like what he is and he's a night out and all that and he just kinda he was dead nervous and he kept trying to be funny. It was a fucking... He, he was an old soul. He's some laughing a night with Earl, by the way. <laughs> he is, man. Pretty wild. Pretty wild. He is, mate. Let's see what the punter says. Super Mark Harris says, you can't beat Little Nate and WCW. Little Nate's fucking greeting. Like, <laughs> 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 my jacket, my jacket. Here, oh, you want this J-skit? You want this J-skit? <laughs> Brian says, Brian Hildebrand, he was a legend that felt every move. Stephen... Say Sean McLaughlin because of his expressive face. I watch his face more than some matches. Even who is in love with Sean, obviously. Kev says showing my age here, but dangerous Danny Davis or Nick Patrick. Any referees in you would cause trouble and oh, hey, hi, dangerous Danny Davis, Nick Patrick. I like all that stuff. Like a bad ref, man. A dodgy ref. There's no you don't get enough dodgy refs nowadays. Apart from the fucking sell it games. No, <laughs> 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 I'm saying, boys. Mark says Lil Nate and Hebner are top two. William says Brian Hebner and Aubrey Edwards. Just Jamie says John Anderson. Contenders, you will go on my first week. <laughs> that's a good shout, man. That's that's funny. Next, What's another week? Um, is this Neil? 
Or is it Neil? It's Neil. He says, uh, my one and only gig as an official was in a hardcore championship match about 10 years ago. It started with a missed attempt at a spear sending someone into Linlithgow Loch and ended with a powerbomb in the shores of the Firth of Forth. <laughs> I saw this as the peak of my career, knowing that it could never be topped and hung up the stripes not long after. Either that or the organiser found someone who could actually fit into the top they provided, avoiding people wondering why the Blue Meanie had suddenly turned up in a West Lothian wrestling promotion completely unannounced. A very uncomfortable afternoon, but a blast nonetheless. Scottish Wrestling Network says, I assume Rab will have the boys for WrestleZone on his list already, seeing as he's a big fan. Many a bingo balance match ref by Dennis or Mikey. And guess and guess what Dennis's second name is? Franz. Law. Dennis Law, you're joking. Dennis Law is a referee at WrestleZone. Mick says, HBK and his skimpy shorts and red basking just for that amazing red bump off all three ropes. Uh, Steve says, Big Tim White for back natural there was some lad. He was also well known for being Andre the Giant's handler back in the day and has some cracking stories about the big man on YouTube. In terms of today's talent, the AEW ref Aubrey Edwards is excellent. She's got some great back and forth with Me- you. Remember she he kept trying to kill his? Remember they done vignettes where he would kill himself every week? Aye, that's right. Remember? How weird was that? That was mental, wasn't it? Do you remember that, John? I don't remember. It was Tim White. Oh, mate, he killed himself on Raw every yeah. week. I don't remember right, that. Oh, like, mate, really bad. That would not go down well in 2021, would it? It would not at all. <laughs> but, oh my gosh, if you watch it now. Ladies and gentlemen, right now, do you mind? Please don't take that. He's trying to eat rat poison here. <laughs> he eats up and, and he dies. And he dies every. every and he, then he just dies. Like he's couped to her. He's dead. Was this like South Park? Was because South Park was big. It's like you killed Kenny, kind of. Aye. Idea, so they got you killed Tim White. You no, know Vince McMahon is loving he, that. He killed himself sixteen times. John <laughs> says Mike Kyoto, Earl Hebner. Before all the drama, just a great main event ref, and I suppose Charles Robinson is the new main man. I heard him on podcasts, and he's lovely. Apart from when he's like. <laughs> Ian says loved Kyoto, hated Hebner's boy. Shout out to Perlige Kalina, who should have been a wrestling ref. Good shout. Now remember there's loads more content at patreon.com forward slash wrestling dam. Bonus episodes, extra content, our community, that's where our community exists. Best way to get involved is to sign up to one of your tiers at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. Listen, let me tell you something. This is how you fund the show. This is how wrestling daft continues. This is how me and Grado get to buy our free Bentos pies. <laughs> if you fancy that, sign up now. Patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. We'd love to welcome you to the roster. <laughs> We like to get in a kid on car, an imaginary motor, pretend to be wrestlers and try to pop each other while we drive back for a show at the Airgate. <laughs> what a show tonight, man. That was a fun show, wasn't it? There's just something about me and you, Gradle, when we get together on a show. There's just a vibe to us. There's just something. I, I feel like the audience just loves us. We're kind of like a sort of underground Sam and Mark. Have I told you about uh, how... Me and my wife have been together for 11 years, Rob. Seriously, that's amazing. Aye, 11 years, and you can yourself, any relationship that involves a wrestling fan, I mean, I've tried for 11 years to get her to watch the wrestling, but she's just yeah. no into it, Rob. See, I've tried all the big moments where I've tried the high spots, I've tried the Firefly funhouses, the pipe bombs, but the most I'll get out of her is that she thinks Undertaker's cool as fuck. 
She's not a golfer for that, she just thinks his entrance is the best. That's true. She likes Sir Gredo as well. That doesn't really work with the story for seven. That's kind of. That's kind of. She'll say she likes Sir Odav the Great as well. Especially that promo where he's on about busting somebody's onion and he jumps into the water. So I'm a decade in now. And my attempts to get her on board have been thwarted time after time after time. Met by nothing but ambivalence, Rob. Ambivalence? As you can, we're always on the road, mate. We're always working away from him, so I can I can really get to wrestling. That doesn't work either. Can I get to wrestling shows? That doesn't work as well. But I can barely get to wrestling shows. But see, in July 2019, the stars had aligned, right? ICW announced Shug's Who's Party was going to be gone over two nights. So, no just that. Two nights that I was home. Excellent. So I, decide, I decided, right, I thought that's a bit of a rare move, right? But I thought I'd go a wee bit macho as much as you can do when you're talking about fake fighting. I dug my heels in and I says, right, I'm here for this next ICW show, but it's on for two nights, so here's a crack. You're either coming with me, or I'll be away in Glasgow the whole weekend. It's your call. I wasn't particularly proud but putting that on her, but it's a truth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm not going to lie, I bribed her rotten. We had a nice hotel, promise you're choosing what we did during the day, where we ate, everything. She finally agreed, and we ended up getting these two tickets for the Shugs weekend of 2019. Nice. Well, there must have been something special in there that night. Maybe it was Yeston Rees new Jay skit. Maybe it was a thrill of getting to chant fuck the police as the kinky party triumphed over the anti-fun police. Or maybe it was the pure elation of seeing Stevie Boy return for injury to capture the ICW championship in an emotional main event classic. But I've had a bit more pep in my step that weekend because nine months later Trust me, I've tracked the dates. We welcomed our daughter to the world. Beautiful, beautiful. Congratulations, great one. <coughs> the buff of your win. So that's a kind of that's a really, really, really beautiful type of road story in it. There's no well, I was going to say there's no okay, coming from. I the suppose there is. Is that the end of the story? That's the end of the story, eh? So he... he, 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 he let me explain something, right? Well, let me explain something to the people sure. listening to the show. I don't want to hear lovely stories about how how your wains were conceived, right? I'm wanting to hear the kind of sleazy, disgusting <laughs> stories that wrestlers are telling when they're on the road with their mates. What kind of stories do you think Errol Hebner is telling Grado when they're on the road? I think Errol Hebner's talking about, oh, and then we had our wee baby, and all, it was beautiful. Errol Hebner's talking about the fucking strippers. <laughs> you know, the fucking blood, no, spunk everywhere. That's what Errol Hebner's talking about. Well, see, it's mixed messages now from you two. Someday, I, like, I, I, I it's agree. Been too far, it's been too far in the other direction. Too right. far in the other direction now. Right, it's too far in the other direction. We need to find a middle ground here, is what you're saying. So, right, we... listen, to this guy, who was it that sent that in? Dean. Who? Dean. Dean. Yes. Listen, brilliant, mate. I'm glad you had a great weekend. It sounded cracking, and congratulations on your daughter. It's the best thing that can happen to you in life is having a daughter. But I'll tell you this, right? This is to everybody else out there, right? We want to hear some degradation. Dirt. Some filth, right? And I'll tell you something some else. Muck. I don't want to hear any fucking story. It's like, so when I was in nursery, or when I was in, I want to hear stories. 
I want to hear stories about grown men or grown women, right? And, right. and, and, and let's hear some stories for the fucking woman. I know I'm all sitting here anymore and listening to guys saying then stories. So I went to a stag party with my pals. So I went right. out with my brother-in-law. So I fucking met this last year. Nora. I know there's women that listen to this podcast. I want your stories and all. If something mm-hmm. happened with your fanny on a night out, Grady will fucking talk about it. I, I want to know if you've been lifted in decent exposure, you know. Have you killed that guy? Fraud. Have you killed that guy? I want to know somebody that's been on the dark web and ordered a gun. You get a guy, you stick a knife right in his fucking neck like that, and the blade of the knife actually mm-hmm. comes out his mouth. Doesn't he want his mouth? It fucking comes out his mouth. You shove that. Have you done that? Mm-hmm. Have you killed your husband? Have you done something that's accidentally led to somebody else getting an illness and then they die? Have you <laughs> have you been webcamming as a kind of sex like webcam thing and some guys paid you money to masturbate on camera mm-hmm. and then you say to him, you're pathetic, you should fucking kill yourself and they've went and killed themselves. Aye, blackmail. Blackmail. Have you um have you have you have you been have you been involved in some sort of money laundering campaign or sex trafficking? Have you opened a nail bar somewhere, pretending that you're good at mm-hmm. doing nails, but actually you've got teenage lassies trapped downstairs and they're prostitutes? <laughs> Do you sell Charlie? Do you produce radio shows for George Bowie? <laughs> Do you work work with Crofty? (laughs) (laughs) Eh, bro, that was another episode of Wrestling Da, folks. That's a, you know, well, kidding on what happened. That was a nice story, Dean. That is nice. I'd like to know what your girl was called. It is nice. It's it's nice to hear that also an ICW show is the reason why you had a win as well, because it's primarily virgins that go and see ICW. Well, we know on ICW 2019 Shogs was part of it. I thought it was if it were. I we were on that show, wouldn't we? No, maybe it was Fear and Loathing. Fear and Loathing, maybe, actually. Ah, I was Fear and Loathing. Was fear That's it for Wrestling Daft. Please rate, review and subscribe on Apple or get us and wherever you get your podcasts. Mind for more content. There's loads this week plus a video version of the show. My God, get on board. Patreon.com forward slash Wrestling Daft. What are you waiting for? And particularly when we're going to start doing live stuff, it sounds like you need to become a patron because the patrons get perks. Uh, if we're going to be doing live stuff... The Spooky patrons- Club are the ones we want to be speaking to in the Spooky Club. So join the Spooky Club. Get on patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. Check out our merch at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. Get yourself fucking vaccinated. Get out there. Start living your life again. It's wrestling daft. Up the road. Walter! Audio Frontier. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.